Hey, it's Pastor Mike. Before we get started with today's episode, I want to encourage you to check out our other Time of Grace podcasts, like this one, The Non-Microwave Truth by C.L. Whiteside. C.L. just has an amazing way to bring fresh perspective to some of my favorite passages from the Bible. You can search for The Non-Microwave Truth wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And now on to today's episode. The shape of a cross is the universal symbol for Christianity, and rightly so. Whenever you tell the story of who Jesus Christ was, it always should focus you to the fact that he was crucified on a Roman cross. But why did Jesus have to die? And more specifically, why did he have to die like that? In this video, we're going to do a crash course on the death of Jesus and understand why he had to face that death the way he did. In order to really understand and appreciate the reason why Jesus died and how he died, an important thing for us to understand is the concept of sin. And just to let you know, sin is so much more than just doing something bad that hurts somebody else. Sin, at its root, separates us from God. Just like when you do something bad to someone else, it causes a gap in your relationship. On a much greater scale, sin creates a gap between us and God, a gap that we can't overcome. One of the ways I see the Bible describe this is it's like sin is darkness, but God is light. God in his holiness is light, and we in our sinfulness are dark. And what we all know is that darkness cannot enter the presence of light, and so it is that those who are sinful cannot enter the presence of him who is holy. Our only hope is if there is a substitute who can come on our behalf to take away our darkness and to provide us with the light that we need. And what we see in the Bible and in Christianity is that this was God's plan from the very beginning. When he talked to Adam and Eve, he promised that one day a substitute would come. When he made his promise to Abraham, his promise is that through Abraham's descendants, the substitute would come. Through all the prophets of the Old Testament, that promise was repeated and emphasized until the day that Jesus finally was born. And he was our perfect substitute for us. As we look at who he is, we see that he is true God. He is true uh, human being. Uh, as God, he can provide us with the light of his holiness that we don't have. But also as a human, he can take away the punishment for our darkness. He was separated from God on our behalf. Throughout the Bible, you see Jesus elevate this concept of darkness and light because it's not until you realize how dark you are that the light of God is something that you see that you need. In fact, one day Jesus was talking to a man. Uh, this man had come up to Jesus and he asked the question, what good thing must I do to inherit eternal life? And as Jesus talked to this person, he made it clear that this man was a lot darker than he thought. He was much deeper in sin than he realized. And so here's what Jesus said to this man who had come to him with this question. This is in Matthew chapter 19, where Jesus told him, Why do you ask me about what is good? There is only one who is good. Basically, Jesus told him, you have no right asking me about what is good because the, the, the light that you seek to become 
is not something that you can attain. And then Jesus goes on, he says, if you want to play this game, if you want to do something good to become holy and to become fit to live in God's presence, here's what you do. He goes on to say, if you want to enter life, keep the commandments. The whole purpose for God's commandments was to show people what holiness looks like. God, who is light, who is holy, is without any sin. And the commandments, the Ten Commandments, and all the other rules that we see in the Bible, they all show for us what holiness looks like. And what Jesus wanted that man to know is what he wants me to know and what he wants you to know, is that within us, there is no light. There is no way for us to do enough good that we can earn our presence with God. But thankfully, Jesus is that perfect substitute, taking away our sin and giving us as a gift the righteousness and holiness of God. And this is at the very heart of what Christianity is about. And I'm so glad that the sign of a cross or the symbol of a cross is so prevalent because it always draws us back to what Jesus did for us. So when it comes to what Jesus did and why he had to die on a cross, I hope that every time you see that symbol, it's a reminder of God's incredible love for you, that he would send a substitute to be separated on your behalf, but also to give you the gift of God's holiness that you so desperately need. And when you grow in that, it really does change the way you see the world.